0: With that, I am going to say, welcome back to another episode of Single Dad, Why You Mad? My name is David, and I am a single dad to my one and only child. His name is Miles. He is three and a half years old. Yo,
1: I am Clark. I am a single dad
0: to the three-woman
1: threat. Uh, My daughters are ages 18 13 and 11
0: yeah how do we define single dads
1: for our purposes we define a single
0: dad as a father who is
1: living apart from and not in an involved relationship with their co-parent
0: but you are a father who is actively engaged in bringing up your kid so um i'm beginning to wonder now can you be in a relationship just living apart and still be considered a single parent because you're not like living with the person, but let's just say, you know, you guys are still seeing each other. Does that still qualify as a single parent? That's probably something we should circle back to. And maybe that's something we should take a survey on to see if the people who follow and the people who listen, let's see what they think about it.
1: Let's do that. Let, let's let's throw it out on the IG. Let's throw it out on on, on the, uh,
0: the YouTube.
1: And uh, let's throw it out on Twitter and see
0: what people have to say. I think the question, the real question is, if you are living apart from your co-parent, but you guys are still in a relationship or still actively smashing. For lack of a better word see and that's
1: what i, I was gonna ask for clarification because you could have two people who are actively smashing we will <laughs> never ever be together and we just happen to have this kid.
0: oh okay so
1: we have to phrase this question properly when we ask it
0: we need to phrase the question properly absolutely right so <laughs> so what's been going on with you sir how's uh, the week been everything is good right with the exception that miles was sick last night And, you know, I noticed for the last two days, he's probably been sneezing or whatever else it is. But last night he was really lethargic and he felt warm and he actually felt a little warm the day before also. So last night was Tuesday night, Monday night he also felt warm. But last night he really felt warm. I gave him some Tylenol, I laid him down, uh, he cooled off. But the next morning he was still lethargic, but I took him to school and I told him that, you know, he's probably not feeling good. And, you know, he had a slight temperature the night before. And they said, well, you're really not supposed to give, bring him because, you know, he's supposed to be 24 hours without, the, without a temperature. And if you give him Tylenol, it's really, you know, going to just uh, push it down, but it could spike back up. So I told him I'd be close, right? Yeah. And sure enough, around 1030, they called me oh. to tell me that he had diarrhea and I needed to make my way there to get him. So the fact that he was sick is not really the problem. But I feel bad about sending him to school knowing that he was possibly sick. And it could be difficult for. Them. I feel bad about that shit. Well, you 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 are one of the few parents who does.
1: If every parent felt bad about sending their kid to school sick, then nobody would ever get sick. Yeah, and obviously somebody like,
0: in there's got something going on, and, they, right. and they're giving it away, right? Once you have a kid in
1: daycare, it's like basically rolling them in a petri dish, man. Like it's cootie craps, and especially I feel bad for you being a dad too, because like like you watch your little person be sick and you can't do anything for him. Oh, man, come on. Like, just be better. Be your happy-go-lucky, like, you know, energetic self. How about yourself? Yo, man, same, same as usual, man. Same as usual, just you know, working and daddying, you know, hanging out with the, with the shorties. And uh, it was report card day for the two littles. And, you know, I realized not every person is going to be great at everything, but then your parent factor kicks in and you're like, what is this? And especially being a Caribbean kid, like, you know, like my parents, the push was, what's this B business? It's A's or nothing. Granted, I was an A or nothing kid. Like my, my, my sisters would put me on blasts to listening to this. They're like, yo, know, you know, like I was a smart kid, but
0: I wasn't the most dedicated student.
1: So yeah, if anybody asks why I drink,
0: that's it. Speaking of drinking, or why somebody would want to drink, right? Um, We have a special guest here today who's gonna teach all of us something I hope. I'm expecting it. This episode um, is part of our single mom's perspective, but what's special about this, right, is that at some point I expect that when my kid turns 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 the latest. (laughs) Dying in the background. 22 the latest, that uh, he is going to go to that uh, one bedroom apartment I have on hold for him and he will go out on his own to never return except Thanksgiving, New Year's, and to visit me in the nursing home if and when I ever get. That's my hope, right? Um, but the word on the street is uh, the empty nester is a myth. That the light at the end of the tunnel is a train. It's, and, and, and yeah, it's a delight at the end of the tunnel is a train <laughs> coming barreling down on you. We're going to talk to somebody today. Who can shed some light on that for us, Clark? Do you want to ask the founding question? So, how the fuck did you get here?
2: Uh, is that and, my cue? That, look, <laughs>
0: right, that is your cue. Is but let But but. So, let, start at the be, beginning. Though, start at start, the beginning. start
1: from the beginning. Introduce yourself. Tell. You know, give us your name.
2: Um, hi. Thank you for having me tonight. My name is Patty. I am a single mom of two um my son is 35 my daughter is 22.
0: right at the uh, age i was talking oh god damn it go ahead <laughs> son of a at, um
2: 18 when i got pregnant 19 when i had him uh 20 when i married his dad 22 when we divorced
0: a two-year marriage
2: yes i just you know i was uh thinking about the the podcast for a couple weeks now and just jotted some things down that i thought were kind of important to my story and um one thing is my father died when i was 15. Whoa. So does that make my mom a single mom? Single mom starting at teenagers, 15. I was 15, my sister was 17, and my brother was 19. So she raised us all on her own from, from the, my dad was sick for two years. So for a long time, she's been a single mom too.
0: And she never remarried?
2: Nope, she was 37 years old when he died and never dated, never got remarried. It's always been about us kids.
0: Never dated. Mm -mm.
2: No, my dad was 46 when he died. So she was, yeah, around 37, 38.
0: So what was this, uh, you know, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s? My dad died in
2: 1980. Which was a different
0: generation than it is now. The Reagan. So they were really about the traditional family and, and so on and so forth. So, sure. I, you know, you can recognize that uh, she probably didn't remarry
2: after that. Funny, because my grandmother's husband, my grandfather, died when my mom was a year old. And she had two brothers who were, I don't know, five and eight or whatever around there. But she never dated or remarried either.
0: Now, that I find strange a little bit, because at that time, when was that?
2: My mom was born in 1939.
0: Uh-huh. So, it you know in in the in the in, in the, uh, the 39s 40. and the 40s, you really couldn't you know survive it was difficult to survive without a husband as a woman without a husband. yeah as yeah. a woman without a husband so you know to remarry was was expected back then yep. but also you know we we had just gone through you know world war 1 and world war 2 and they were Impressive. actually had women in the factories and women were back to work or women were working it at that time or whatever else it is so yeah i guess you could understand some of that but so go ahead you um became a single mom and you raised two children by yourself
2: I can never say by myself my mom has always been by my side
0: Uh-huh so you had a good support system.
2: Takes a village. Yep. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Takes a village. Absolutely.
2: But nice. with no man, yes.
0: You didn't do the same thing they did. You dated though, right?
2: Well, after, uh, let's see. So when I got divorced, I got divorced because of an affair
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: that I had. Oh,
0: okay. Thank you for the honesty. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. At that point in my life, we had been married and we're living... Uh, course we were living together and I always felt that my son needed his dad I don't know if it would have been the same if I had a daughter I'm not sure at this age what I was what I would feel like at that age being I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say but I felt guilty. so whether or not
1: it was the father being around was as important for your daughter as it would have been for your son right is that it
2: I think so at that point in my life uh had an affair felt tremendous guilt tremendous guilt couldn't couldn't live with myself couldn't He wanted to stay together and all I could think of was every time I walked out the door, he was gonna worry about who I was seeing, who I was talking to, was I cheating on him? And I really cared, I loved this man so much that I didn't want to put him through that for the rest of his life. So I decided that we, I don't know if it was a a decision made by me or him because one day I came home and he was was gone. I came uh, home from work and he had taken my son and moved back in with his mom.
0: but did he express that you know he felt that way like every time you walked out the door he he never said that
2: he never said that okay it was just something inside of me
0: yeah so it had nothing to do with him did you get the feeling he felt that way at all or it was just or did nope. you just you felt like he, it was your guilt and you pushed him away
2: right and it's funny cuz i was just talking to my daughter about this the other day that at that time i never had my mom never sat me down and said do you realize what this impact what this is gonna impact your life, your child's life, your ex-husband's life.
0: The what, what the, this mean whole... the divorce or what this yeah, means the offense? Because
2: affair? my son ended up living with his dad. So uh-huh. I was I was the one that saw him once a week at night and then every other weekend, a week in the summer, a week vacation. I was like the single dad.
0: So so now let me tell you what a sexist pig I am. So when you said the affair, why would I naturally assume that it was the guy? Why would I naturally assume what what is going on? <laughs> because going because, on? The, the,
1: because the, the, the cycle and the programming that we have dealt with for millennia. We have been the, the, the narrative that we're sold is that infidelity is a male problem and women are the victims of infidelity. So of course, you know yeah. you're given a program and you're gonna follow it.
0: All right. So I don't want to focus on that. I don't want that to be the subject matter as much as you were the one that was doing the visits. What about um, child support? Were you paying child support?
2: Um, I was mandated by court to pay child support at that time, but we decided that I would pay for daycare, Mm -hmm. which was the same amount as writing him a check every week. So I paid for daycare. I bought um, clothes and toys and whatnot and, and took care of him when I had him and he took care of him when he had him. As co-parents, we would have been great until the stepmother came along. So he got
1: remarried? He did. And how old was your son when, when his dad got remarried?
2: I think he was six, six or seven. And this is the part of my life that if I could cut out a section of my life, it would be the whole section that she was in. Cause she was by far the worst person that i've ever encountered in my life as far as the way that she treated my son not as her son
0: so i have yet to come across that dynamic where Mm -hmm. somebody that i could be dating would need to come in contact with my son's mom or somebody that she could be dating would come in contact Mm -hmm. with me that hasn't happened yet how about you clark has that happened for you Yeah,
1: it it absolutely has. In our situation, my ex has had... serious boyfriends since we split and they've met my kids and they've been in the presence of my kids and you know there's times our paths would cross I would say one dude I got along with famously we met and we hit it off and it was like oh hey you know good luck and you know we could sit down and have a conversation with each other we could sit down and have a drink you know the other dude we did not get along and it was more so me going oh this is his behavior I'm not gonna be in the same.
0: Um, and, but, but what is the feeling like about you being okay with this person being around your kids?
1: You know what? First of all, I'm, I'm not a controlling dude. That's just, just, just not my nature. You know, and, I, and I've never really been a jealous dude. You know, you're an adult, and at some point as an adult, you're going to seek out a relationship. You're going to seek out companionship. That's fine. My kids know who their father is. I don't have that fear that a lot of, a lot of dads do where it's like, Oh my gosh, she has this other dude around my kids. and. He's going to be parenting my kids. Or my kids are going to be calling him dad. That, that, that never entered my head. And while they can find appreciation for their relationship with that person, especially if that person is doing right by them and being a, a good role model and support system for them, which both of these dudes in, in, in their ways were. You know, like it, there was never a situation where I had to be like, yo, tell this
0: dude something I'm going to have to come over. Like it, it, it was never any of that. So, so, so Patricia, do you think that any of that was was working with what was going on with you? Or, you know, you're saying that this person, she was just a bad person to your son.
2: She's a a bad person, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not trying to sound like that person, but, I mean, I ended up when my son was eight or nine meeting my daughter's dad, who Mm -hmm. happens to be Black. And this woman was so prejudiced against Black people that she wouldn't even let my son watch the Cosby show. Yeah. So when my, it got even worse because now I have my daughter's half white, half black, and that's his sister.
0: And and did you uh, express any of this to your son's father?
2: No, there was not a lot of communication because um, she would always get in the middle of everything. So we couldn't have a, there was like, I mean, cell phones weren't even around back, when he was really little mm-hmm. so we couldn't there was no texting or calling that type of thing you know when i went to pick him up at the house i wasn't allowed to leave my car to even stand on the driveway i mean just stupid stuff like that that now when i'm looking back the stronger woman that i am now would be like yo listen this this is my son you're gonna treat him this way or, or whatever but um fast forward the day that he turned 18 he packed his bags and moved in with me.
1: And so that, did they have kids together your your ex-husband and, and and the stepmom?
2: Yes, they had two sons.
1: So there was definitely there was a difference in the way those kids were treated versus the way your son was treated.
2: In the beginning of their lives, yes, but now they are 18 and 16 or 19 and 16 and they have recently divorced uh within the last two or three years.
1: And, do, and I guess, you know, me with my mind and looking at the extended family dynamic, do you interact with the younger brothers as well? Or have you interacted with nope. the younger brothers? No.
2: No, never had to. I mean, the only time I ever met them, I've met them at Christopher's wedding, um, which was five years ago. And a couple times since uh, my ex has gotten divorced, we have been at my son's house at the same time. Um, him and his boys and me and Alex and, and everyone gets along great now. <laughs>
1: right. So he was about eight when you, when you met Alex's dad, your daughter's dad? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, we we kind of skipped because I, I was curious how you met your husband. High school sweethearts. And how did you meet your daughter's dad? At a bar. <laughs> <laughs> At a club. <laughs> so, so, so you you, you met him at, at at this bar. What what was the nature of your relationship?
2: Uh, my version or his version?
0: So so, uh, listen. I'd like to hear your version, and then I'd like to hear your interpretation Perfect. of his version also.
2: So when we met, it was one of those uh, very. He he was. Uh, Very attractive. I had never dated a black man before. So I was uh, very attracted to him and curious. And we ended up, you know, hanging out at the club that night. We went out, had breakfast that same night. You know, what you do after, after the club. The next night, my girlfriend and I decided to go to a different club. And guess who was there? Had no idea. We didn't talk about where we were going the next night. So we ended up hanging out, dancing that night. Following night, we got together again and uh, we we got along. He was really funny. He was easy to talk to, you know, the whole thing. (laughs) It was, it was, there was a lot of chemistry. So we started dating. We actually were dating for three years, never really on and off, but then I found out that he was cheating. So then I got more possessive, I guess. Does that happen when you find out that your man's cheating? You want, you want your claws in a little bit deeper or whatever. I don't know how that that works but it seems to be a psychological thing uh so we ended up moving in together
0: that's a good way to keep your eyes on them right, right? that's a good way to keep track of them. <laughs>
2: So we moved in together. We were at the Buckland Mall with our boys because his son was one year older than my son. So we took the boys to the mall. There's a carousel in the mall. And we were standing there. And he looked at me and he said he wanted to have a baby. And I said, oh, I do too. So I went off birth control that night and basically got pregnant. Three weeks later, I knew I was pregnant.
0: You're a breeder. You're a breeder. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, So it happened really fast. Again, I'm not married. Here I am pregnant.
0: And he already had a child.
2: He already had a child. I already had a child. When I told my mom, I'm not 18. I'm, you know, I'm 32 yeah. now. So I'm an I'm a, I'm a, an adult. I'm living out on my own. I have it all. I have a good job. He's got a job. Told my mom. She looked at me and she said, I can't believe you're doing this to me again.
0: And doing this to me again meaning what? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And she's like, are you going to get married? And I'm like, no, we're not getting married. Maybe down the road. So fast forward five months. I come home from work and he's gone. And when he you packs, stay gone, so so you're five
1: pregnant. months pregnant.
2: Five months pregnant. Come home from work, all of his stuff is gone, everything.
0: And was there any discussion prior to that, or no, no
2: discussion? discussion.
0: Um, no fight that led up to it.
2: There was lots of fights, Chris. Uh, yeah. I was very hormonal. Um, found out that he was. Cheating on me uh you know i was i don't know how he dealt with me to begin with for the five months i mean he should have that you know don't you don't just leave a five-month pregnant woman unless you're scum so anyway no discussion to come home end up moving back in with mom i can't you know i can't afford the rent on my own here i am five months pregnant so i end up moving back in with mom
0: so is this what mom <laughs> meant by, are you going to do this to me again? <laughs>
2: Probably. She, she knew before I did. He told me that he was moving back in with his mom.
0: Wait, so oh. so hold on one second. Miles is calling me from the other That's room. Okay. <laughs> so you won't believe this, right? You know what he wanted to tell me? What's that? He forgot to brush his teeth. <sighs> <laughs> so I'm saying to him, okay, dude, well, I'm going to let you slide, right? What a horrible dad. I'm going to let you slide this time. You ain't got to... Miles, I'm. You know, I told you I'm working. I got. I gotta brush my teeth. So, I take him into. Room. He's in there right now, brushing his teeth. I'm gonna be back in one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I've absolutely
1: gone through years of that. That's oh, awesome. I gotta brush my teeth. I need a. I need a glass of water. I need Daddy. another hug. Yeah. Daddy, you didn't give us kisses. Get your toy and let's go. It's like I did not sign up for this. Hurry up. I, I was tell, I
0: was telling Patty, <laughs> like I remember those days. I didn't I have dessert never, after I dinner. Never, I ain't never told my parents, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth. That was come here, come here, come over here. Did you brush your teeth? Mm-hmm. Everything's good now. Mm-hmm. Okay, got your toys. Hi, Miles. Toys?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, say single dad, why you mad?
2: Single dad, why you mad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> my man, in the bed. Go. Good night. Good night, mom. you going to say good night? No? No? Nope. He's a curmudgeon. Uh, <laughs> we were saying <laughs> that um, this is what your mom uh, meant by- uh, What are you pregnant. doing to me? Yeah. What are you doing to me? Yeah. Um, so you move back in. You're five months pregnant. Um, he goes to live with his mom, you think, right? I but think. He didn't. Where did he really go to
2: live? Uh, He moved back in with his ex-wife.
0: He moved back in with his ex-wife. Okay. Yes. And did y'all have any contact while, uh, for the remainder of your, um, your pregnancy?
2: Well, it was 22 years ago, and I'm assuming that I would call crying or show up at his work crying because I really-
0: Work crying? Yeah, you did that? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You showed up at the job?
2: Probably. I was very emotional during my pregnancy, like extremely emotional.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm Uh, a crier anyway, but when I was pregnant, it was, uh, it was crazy.
0: So um, when you deliver, did he show up?
2: He did. I wanted him there. So he was there and I was going through labor and I remember him saying, how long is this going to take? I have things to do. He left for about three hours during my labor. Um, he had a, a second job. He had to go clean a bank or something. So, so he me. says.
0: So this is 22 years ago, right? So 22 yeah. years ago is the
2: late 1990s. 90s. 97 she was born. Yeah.
0: In 97. All right. right. So that's the Clinton era, right? Um, yeah. And uh, we hadn't made the full turn. Yet men being more involved with families, but we were absolutely on the way there. There still existed a lot of those stigmas, right? So, so, uh, how involved was he with your daughter from the time she was born up until, well, let's, let's just take the first 10 years. Let's start with the first, sorry, let's start with the first five years before school, those formative years, how involved was he there?
2: Uh, the first five years. I could probably count on one hand how many times he saw her.
0: And he was living how far away? One town over. One town over.
2: Yeah, he lived in Hartford.
0: And um, how about the uh, child support?
2: Child support. Oh, well, I got the first month that she was born. She was born on the 19th of June. And at the end of July, I got a check for $139. That was it. No diapers, no clothes, no formula. So you got no a check directly
0: from him is what you're saying?
2: Excuse me? got to
0: check understand. directly from him is what you're saying
2: yes <laughs> so but,
0: but when you go to child support in connecticut mm-hmm. don't they say okay this is how much you're supposed to get and then you can go to the sheriff or the marshal or whoever else it is and get them to enforce that if the person doesn't follow through isn't that the way i'm asking clark i don't know yeah
1: so yes. so you you absolutely can have it enforced i'm talking as a guy who's only been to court once the yeah, idea is you are mandated by the court, you're given the court order, and you follow through on, on, on your own. But it, it, if you're not paying, the court doesn't know you're not paying unless somebody notifies them that you're not paying.
2: So I've always wanted to ask um, two adult men this question. When I gave birth to her, she he was there, and then he left. He never came back the entire time that I was in the hospital with her. He didn't sign her birth certificate, um, didn't bring us home from the hospital. He, he came over when she was maybe a week old, and he wouldn't come in my house. He wanted me to wake her up from her nap less than a week old and bring her outside. I guess here's where I'm going with this. He wanted to take her. Now, I'm breastfeeding. She's maybe a week old, two weeks old. He wants to take her and show her off to his family. Not me with her. And uh, I said, no, they're very welcome to come to my house and see their granddaughter, or their, their niece, um, bring your son over, bring whoever you want here to the house. but. I'm sorry you're not taking her at two weeks old while I'm um, breastfeeding. I don't think he came back for five months. Is that being unreasonable?
1: I would say not everybody's grind is the same grind. So here you are in a situation where... You've had a baby with this man. You got pregnant with this man. Five months into your pregnancy, he takes off. He disappears with no explanation or no warning. He's now living with his ex-wife. He wasn't supportive during the course of your pregnancy. He was not around during the delivery. Granted, you know, you said he had to work, so maybe he had had to pick up and leave and go to work. He did come back. He he came back during the delivery. Right. Three hours. Okay. Um, but once your daughter shows up that he leaves the hospital he doesn't bring you home did he not have a mode of transportation you know like was he like you know a, a dude who, who was taking the bus or
2: no no
1: so he had a vehicle he had the ability to to bring you and and alex home from the hospital he didn't have the desire Correct. right and then he shows up a couple of weeks into your daughter being here on the planet and going Hey, give me the kid, let me take her for a ride. And this is me be, being 110%, like, I don't know if i would feel comfortable. Because, like, granted, you don't have to be in a relationship with your co-parent, but you have to communicate. You're not showing me that you're somebody that I feel that I can trust with my kid. And I'm saying that from a dad's standpoint. Like, if it was a mom who just, like, had the baby it was like, here, it took off. But oh, yo, give me the baby. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go for a a ride with the kid. Nah,
2: fuck you. Yeah, the first uh,
0: that motherfucker shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The first ten years of Alex's life, it was just me and her and my mom. I ran a daycare out of the house. I took care of kids. I was with her twenty-four-seven till she went to school, and I never received one penny of, of child support never went after him either because my mind and he would always say, you take me to court for child support. I'm taking you to court and I'm going to get, I'm going to take custody away. And even though, you know, that's never going to happen. If there's a doubt or a feeling that anyone's ever going to take your child, you try and stay as far away as possible. I never told him that he was not allowed to see her. i said if you want to see her you are welcome in my home i will welcome your family in my home she's just not going with you that was like in the early years like when she was able to talk and whatever he was like that that uncle that came and went he'd come by he'd he'd you know come over play with her for an hour or two and then not come back for six months and expect her to call him dad and be like daddy and put her arms around him and hug him and and want to be with him and she didn't even know who he was it, it was hard and so how,
1: how long did it continue in that way where he would do the stop-bys and, and or the <laughs> intermittent visits
2: 22 years chris he's still doing it so when she was 10 i uh, i decided you know what it's it's time that Patty gets a little bit extra help and she can go out on her own. I've been living with my mom and fucking almost 40 years old. I don't have enough money. You know what rents are here in West Hartford. I wanted her to stay in the same school. So I had to stay in the same school district. Um, so I'm like, you know what? She's old enough. If he's going to take me to court, the court can see what he's all about and we will let them figure out visitation. So I I take him to court for uh, child support, and of course, he does the whole visitation thing. So, I don't know if you know about um, what's it called? When you get someone that um, is like an attorney for your daughter.
1: Oh, the guardian at litem. Yes,
2: yes. So the court um, orders a guardian at litem, and this lady comes to my house she checks everything out on my end where i'm living how if alex has her own bedroom what kind of freaking sheet she has on her bed what she what we had in our refrigerator to eat and she came and checked me out she never once went to his house never once asked any of his family what he was like any of his friends never went to his job nothing he had five visits where uh, I had to drop him off at the library and somebody had to watch them. And then after that, he was just able to take her. Had no idea where he lived. It was a crazy, court is crazy. Court is crazy. And for for everyone. So-
0: So you usually he, hear those sort of horror stories coming from men, but uh, you're saying that it's like that for women also. Women feel like they're yes. in the same place.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. So we got, um, court ordered. He did not have overnights with her. He was able to get her from after school um, for dinner and homework and have to have her home by like um, one night a week. And then on the weekends, he was able to get her like Saturday morning and then drop her off after dinner on Saturday. Mother's Day and Father's Day were to be split. We never got to that point because he did it for like maybe three weeks and then he was done. So he you know he took her for dinner maybe three times
0: so you're saying he was done meaning after going through court because you took him to child support court his get back to you was i'm going to take you to custody court and then right. he went all through all of that and then after three weeks it was done he just didn't keep up with it no more and he bounced right. he no longer involved right and what about the custody side of it i mean sorry what about the support side of it what happened? That,
2: uh, that continued, it was taken right out of his pay. It was mandi- mandatory child support. Mm-hmm. So um, until she turned 18, I received child support. But then there was three years um, in Connecticut that you can get child support back.
0: Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Um, so for three years, I think I got like $60 a month or something. Because they break it down, but he never um uh, he never paid for any college, nothing, no doctor so, visit,
0: so so you got back three years of sixty dollars a month plus current, yeah, okay, and you got all of that, they paid all of that,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: so um,
2: could I just throw in one thing that's always weighed heavy on my heart is mm-hmm. he's got a son, an older son who he was always um very much in his life, mhm-. Um, went to all of his sporting events, went all through school. He did everything with his son. I found out I was having a girl, and this has never been said out loud by him. I found out I was having a girl, and he was gone the next week. Um, He has since had another child who is now six or seven years old and is a boy, and he is in that boy's life and is with him all the time.
0: So I hear what you're saying, right? You think it has something to do with girls and versus boys, right? Um, and I can't speak for him, um, but I'm gonna say for me, I would love to have a little girl. I would love to have a little princess. I know. You know, Clark is looking at a screw face right now because he says. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, 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 it's not screwface. It's me taking it all in. You think they're gonna be princesses until you, uh, Until they listen, Until they get their claws in you, dude. I I I, I say it to people
1: all the time, like my struggle is trying to turn these three fang bearing she demons into proper young ladies. Like that's that's my hustle. Like it's 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 unfathomable to me to know that I have a little person out there that I created that I don't that I don't I don't business with like i I, I can't imagine yeah
0: say that again clark say it again.
1: to have somebody that i created somebody that i had some part in bringing into this world and i don't business with but this was something we talked about on the absentee father thing and the, the, the absentee father episode and i think pride has a certain amount to do with it where a dude fucks up and doesn't know how to step back from that mistake and say yo i fucked up how do i do better going forward is what we refer to a Trinidad as wrong and strong, right? Like I messed up but my pride won't allow me to address it. So I'm gonna just double down on that raw. So that's the only thing that I can see, you know, in addition to one of the things that like, as a single guy who's been out there dating and and coming across, you know, women who have significant others who just pick up and leave and and don't business with the kids anymore. Very often guys will see their children as an extension of the mother who had, and if I don't fuck with your mother, I don't fuck with you.
0: So uh, Clark, uh, god bless you for being nice right um i come at it from from a little bit different perspective right um but but you know on the same on on the same thing i think we're both what clark is saying is that we're both built like this right where you know i can't see myself having somebody who is a part of me who is a representation of me out there on these streets and I'm not involved in molding that person. Um, but mine's is a bit more, you know, hostile, right? Um, I love my mother, God bless her soul. She's gone. I love my mother, but I don't trust my mother to raise my kid by herself without me having something to do with it 50% of the time. I just don't, I don't trust nobody. I don't want nobody having a hundred percent influence on my kid without me being involved. At least 50% of the time, I don't trust nobody to do that. I want to have something to say about how this person walks, about how they talk about how they interact with other people, about what they think, about what they don't think, about who they trust and who they should not trust, and their goals and aspirations in life. I don't trust anybody to be fully 100% responsible for that. I need to be, at the very least, 50% involved. And goddammit, if you're gonna give me 75 to 100% involvement in that, I'll take that, too.
1: Because
0: I don't trust nobody. But, you know, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up in the head, so <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: you're not. No, you're not. You know, it, it, you know
1: there, there's there's absolutely that piece, right? That, there's absolutely that piece where it's like, yo, you were impacting my like the, the ego because I I have it too, David. Like I I do a very good job of, of keeping it under wraps, but it's like this is my bloodline here, you know, all all of the pretext and all of the leftover monkey shit. that that we try to hide with, with our, you know, our, our deep philosophical insight. At the end of the day, we are organisms on this planet, and organisms procreate and continue their bloodlines. And you're going to have somebody who can potentially impact your, your legacy.
0: Running around with my name? Running around with my name?
1: Even if you don't have my name, which is completely another story and unacceptable, (laughs) but Even if if you didn't have my name, but you mine, you mine. And and we're on a tangent here, but that's, our minds don't work like that. Like, it's completely foreign to us. But in doing the dissection, right, and saying, well, anecdotally and observationally, why do dudes get on some shit like that where they just don't business with their kids? Or they have different subsets of kids thrown around the place, and they hang out with some kids, and they don't hang out with others. I mean, and I've met dudes who have, you know, I grew up with dudes who have like 14 kids floating around. Some of the kids they go see, some of the kids they hang out with, other kids, you know, they're like, oh, well, their mother got them and, you know, I haven't seen them in years. I don't know what's going on with my kid. And they're cool with it. You know, I, I'm, I'm
0: just not doing like that. I, it, it, it doesn't sit well with me. Your daughter is uh, 18 now?
2: No, she's 22.
0: Your daughter is 22 now, right? Yes. And, and, and she moved out the house at no at, oh, wait, well, hold, oh, she didn't move out the house. No, at, she's
2: still here. So hold on. She
0: ever move out the house? Never. Son of so, a bitch. Okay.
1: <laughs> so wait, 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 was she, was she living at home while she was in college?
2: She went to a uh, community college for a couple of years. And, uh, I ran into some really, uh, big problems. And, uh, she, um, she quit college to, to help take care of me <laughs> yeah, so so she,
1: so she came home
2: quit well, college. she was she was, well, she was always home right she was yeah she home. went to community college so she was commuting back and forth just to tungstus up the street
0: okay. all right and so, uh go ahead why don't you pick it up from there and tell everybody else what's going on right now
2: so, so um but from the time alex was born until she was 18. I never had a man in my house. I didn't date. I, I had my smashing moments, trust me, plenty of them, but that's all they were to me. <laughs> that's all it was. I never wanted um, another man in her life or in my life coming and going. So when I say it was me and my mom raising my daughter, it was me and my mom. There was no other men besides my brother or my son uh, in her life. So um, I found, finally found somebody and started dating him pretty regularly, quite a bit younger than me, but it was, uh, it was awesome. I, I fell in love with him. I hadn't been in love in a long time and it was really good. And then it got really bad fast. Domestic violence hit hard. I got beat up pretty good and uh, went into a deep depression over that and Alex quit school and, and kind of took care of mommy for a little while till I got back on my feet.
0: And so, uh, go ahead, keep going. So now this was how long ago? This was two years ago. And now you're back on your
2: feet and? I'm back on my feet and she's still here. <laughs> and now her boyfriend lives here and she's pregnant. So I'm, I'm going to be a grandmother. I'm sorry? Yes. <laughs> I am going to
0: be a grandmother. No, 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 no. Being a grandmother, <laughs> that's one thing, right? Let's back up for one second. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she has a boyfriend.
2: Yes, great guy.
0: Um. Oh, he's a great guy. Okay, good. Yep. And uh, he moved in with y'all. Yes. So it's grandma. Yep. You and him and alex wait your mom isn't living with you guys
2: my mom does not live with us i i finally got a big girl house about five years it no it's eight years ago now i bought my own house
0: so it's you alex um alex's boyfriend and alex is pregnant
2: and and there's um his her boyfriend has a son also who is here now
0: with us so You want to do the count again, David? y'all are the Cosby's. No, y'all are the Cosby's, right? Because that's exactly what the fuck happened. I remember that episode, right? Um, Cliff was like, who's this? And she here. And uh, what was the dude who was in the Navy or whatever his name was? He's there. And then his daughter was there. And then he left to go away. And the daughter stayed with, yeah. Y'all are the Cosby's. Yeah. So do do you want to do the
1: head count again, David, to make sure we got everybody? Yeah, let's do the
0: head count again.
1: Go ahead. Okay. So it's Patty. It's Alex. Alex's boyfriend. Alex's boyfriend's son. And as yet to be determined, baby. Yes. Right. So so there's going to be five people in the house.
0: All right. How many bedrooms you got? Three. All right. So you
2: good. Yeah. I'm good. I'd be be good with one, David. That'd be good. I'm good. Um,
0: So so, so let me tell you, right? My brother and his wife, God bless them. I love them and they are on their way to heaven for sure, right? Um, But they got the same thing going on over there. Everybody has lived in that house, with the exception of me, at one point or another. They keep their door open and uh, people come and they stay and it is one big happy family up there and uh everybody loves it and i love them for it um yep. but uh i couldn't do it so <laughs> I, I can say that now <laughs> because i'm not in the situation um, right but you you know fast forward fast forward yeah 18 years so. Miles shows up with uh his girlfriend uh and uh she has a kid from another relationship and she pregnant I ain't going to tell them, no, you can't stay here. Right. right. Yeah. That, that, that's, what family is for, man. That's, that's what family is for. Yeah. yeah. So, so oh, uh, go ahead. you were looking to be an empty nester, but you're not an empty nester and chances are you never will be an empty nester.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I never wanted to be an empty nester.
0: Not- I would
2: be, I would be perfectly fine living with them until the day I die. I know they probably don't want that. Maybe go out on their own someday. Mm-hmm. But I, am good.
1: So, so they have to. They'll go out on their own and and find a place with an in-law apartment for you.
2: That's the. That's my goal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, I would do a disservice, right, um, if I didn't circle back though and ask one tough question. Okay. Yeah. Um, Please. All right. So, um, what do you think? So you had a husband, you know, um, you had a son, right? Um, Right. You're in what town were you living in? West Hartford. You were living in West Hartford. Did you guys own a house? No. No, you didn't know, but you were renting someplace? Yes. Yeah. Suburban lifestyle or city lifestyle? Suburban. Suburban lifestyle. Um, Everything looked like on the outside looking in, it would have been perfect, right? What do you think led you to having an affair, um, which was probably the somewhat catalyst for the direction that uh, went in? And you don't have to answer, um, but I'm asking, you know, a tough question. I'd be doing a disservice. If I...
2: I appreciate you asking because, um, I've thought about it for many years, and it has come out of my mouth many times. If I had only stayed with my ex-husband, my life would be much different right now. Um, what led me to it, I believe, in my heart, um, my dad dying on me, <laughs> one, one thing, uh, at a very young age and never having... I I think we always go back to mental illness on your shows for some reason. Um, I never had counseling when my dad died. We never spoke about my dad being sick. When my dad died, he died. My mom came home after the funeral and cleaned all of his stuff out of the house, did the whole house over he's, in the last 40-something years, has never been really spoken about. Um, I had a lot of things happen in a few years. My dad died, my grandmother then died, my uncle then died, um, all very quickly. Within three months, I lost my dad, my grandmother, and my uncle all from my from one family. Then I got pregnant in 1983, so that's only three years after my dad died. In between there, I had gotten pregnant and had an abortion um, at six. 16 or 17 years old. Then um, another uncle drowned while I was pregnant with my son and uh, they brought him back to life. And he lived in a convalescent home for like eight years as a vegetable. Um, ne- and and nothing ever was talked about it. Nothing was ever, Patty or Brian or Brenda, my brother or sister, we never went to counseling. We never sat down with my mom and talked about all these deaths and, and really tragic things that happen in our life in a short short time then i met wes and you know at at 16 17 years old what what do you know about love honestly he was a nice guy i i got pregnant again i didn't want to have an abortion when i did my mom was like you're having one and and brought me and that's a a lot to deal with Uh, so i got pregnant again she's like you you know, we can't go through this again. You're 18 now. You're having this one. I'm like, well, thanks. Having him, getting married, living out with him, and then, you know, getting attention from someone else. It just, it just happened. I'm sorry it happened. Uh, You know, I was so young, David. I was so young. And to look back at all the stuff that I went through, I don't know if a lot of adults could go through that and not have some, some kind of repercussions of it.
1: So Essentially, you are a child who has gone through this incredible amount of loss and tragedy. Yeah, and you know you, you you're seeking out comfort in in, in sexuality. I guess as a, as, a, as a child, and then as a result, you end up playing house with someone. Yeah. To try and figure that shit out as an 18-year-old, it's unfathomable. To or to get with someone as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old. Shit, as a, as a 43-year-old. You know what? I really like you. I really enjoy you. I'm incredibly attracted to you. And I'll never be attracted to anybody else ever again in my life.
0: Bitch.
1: I I'd like... I'd, I, I I don't I don't see that as realistic. And you mentioned being in
2: therapy now? Yeah, first time in my life at, at 54 years old. Le- this past year. Wow.
0: How's that going?
2: Oh, I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> All cares. <laughs> it's funny. I was with um this guy for 13 months. And I've been living in this hell that he's put me in for over two years where I didn't want to leave my house, nightmares all the time, um, scared of my own shadow, not wanting to talk to anybody who, and this is not me, but after you're physically and mentally abused by someone, uh, I don't know if everyone goes through this, but I was, um, I was, I was scared of my own shadow. Like I said, I uh, my anxiety, I never, I, I'll, you know, people talk about having anxiety and PTSD and I'm like, well, just deal with the shit that's given to you is basically how I've always lived my life. And this put me over the edge. And for two years, I let this man and his actions, uh, you know, lead me down this road that I did not want to be on anymore. And I went to counseling and she said, do you realize you've been in this hell for longer than you are with him? You've been putting yourself through this for longer than you are with him. And that, that really was like an eye opener to me.
0: You mean, so, so what I'm hearing that from that statement is it's so, so although it it's, it's, you know, overly apparent with the physical abuse with him, there's other type of abuse that you've been going through for X number of time that, um, has been going on for, you know, years before this person. Sure. That's what I, that's what I'm hearing. There.
2: I, I believe that's been true. I've just been holding, like, like I just said, I, I deal with shit that's on my plate and I, I pack it down inside my, inside my head, inside my heart. And I try and forget about it or or just don't think about it and, and go on. And that's not how you should really deal with a lot of things. So when this happened with him, I don't think there was any, any room left to pack things down. And it just kept overflowing into my life, into my daughter's life. I mean, crying all the time and not wanting to get out of bed and, not wanting to go to work. And I mean, who wants to live that way? Scared, scared that he's going to come and kill me. Like, you know, if the guy wanted to kill me, he would have been here a year and a half ago and killed me already. I don't, you know, it took somebody to say, you know what, he's not, he's not even thinking about you anymore. Him being out of, he, he went to jail for, for it, for nine months and he's still on probation he'd rather have this freedom than come and deal with me anymore, you know? But to to actually hear somebody say that to me, uh, I I guess I needed that. So counseling has been a godsend. That and, uh, you know, I actually started going back to church and that's helped a lot too.
1: But also being in the place to receive the messages you're getting.
2: Right.
0: That's huge,
2: that's huge. So uh,
0: we've actually been at this for a little while, believe it or not, Um, and uh, we're gonna wind down. But uh, uh, Patty, if you wanted to offer um, some advice to the younger you, what would it be?
2: I um, I would tell myself to talk about my feelings, And not hold them in to seek help to seek counseling earlier um, and to tell my mom that I loved her more than uh, anything and I don't think I've ever told my mom that I love her to this day me and my daughter and my son say it all the time Uh, me and my daughter every day multiple times we're very close Um, my mom tells my daughter that she loves her. I don't think I've ever really heard it from her.
0: Okay.
1: So I, that's 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 but something you can change. Yeah. You, as soon as you hang up with us, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, what, what's the subtext? Why hasn't it been said and, and, and why are you guys pulling off? What does it mean between the two of you yeah. that it can't be said out loud? But like you said, that's another episode. Um, what piece of advice would you give to our listeners, to young parents, uh, to parents who are in the middle of you know, the, 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 the upbringing of, of little people?
2: Well, we are actually going through some things right now in this household with um, little man's mom. And uh, I've tried very hard to communicate to Alex that the more people that love that little boy, the better off he's gonna be. Um, and to to love him and take care of him like he's your own for every second that he's here. And to, um, you know, to people that have the whole baby mama drama stuff, it, if your other partner has somebody that's really good for your kids, just just be open to that and let them love your children. You're always going to be mom and you're always going to be dad. That's never going to change. But how wonderful is it to be loved by by people, by humans? Because God knows that there's not a lot of love in this world anymore.
0: I know that's right. <clears throat> so...
1: Thank you so much for joining us today,
0: Patty.
1: Thank you you for being candid, being honest, and and, and sharing your perspective. We appreciate it.
2: I feel honored. I love your podcast. I listen to every one of them. Wow. I love it. You're doing a great job.
0: Thank you, and we appreciate you. Appreciate you. Okay. all right.
2: Be nice, it matters.
1: Ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults, thank you so much for joining us again for an episode of Single Dad Why You're Mad. Please make sure to follow us on all of the platforms. We are out on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We have a Twitter handle now, so make sure to subscribe, like us, follow, tell a friend, and and share your feedback and commentary thank you to our over one thousand subscribers to our podcast we genuinely appreciate you all david any parting shots or parting notes
0: uh yeah um you already talked about the youtube channel um uh where you can catch clips of uh, uh some of the episodes um uh, we have voicemail if you're feeling a certain way about something we said or something we didn't say. Uh 646-389-2852. 646-389-2852. Uh, we may even play that message on an episode. Um, uh, we have email, info at dot com. Info at singledad W H Y Y O U Mad dot com and uh there's actually two or three emails in there that i'm dying to read i just uh you know haven't gotten a chance to get to it um i swear to god it wasn't my fault yeah but um you know uh thank you everybody we appreciate you see you in a couple of weeks all right Anything? All right. no okay single dad while you're mad